The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Retro Pop. Welcome, everybody, to the uh, newest episode of Retro Pop, your home for bi weekly pop culture talk right here on the network. My name is Matt Johnson, your host, and alongside with me every single other Sunday, uh, a man who I, honestly, I would choose you, Johnny. I would choose you. Welcome, Johnny Townsend. Um, how you doing, bud? To protect the podcast from devastation it's retro pop we are here to save all other podcasts from themselves that's what we do here at retro pop i am doing okay uh i, I don't want to brag this is going to come off very very braggy so i'm apologizing ahead of time just know that i'm quite humble but uh i today this morning slipped and fell onto my toilet which is the second time that's ever happened to me i know that's a giant brag and i probably shouldn't be so uh, up front and shoving it in everybody's face uh, but yeah so today is starting off pretty swell i've hurt myself uh because uh, i had the audacity to slip and fall and land on my toilet uh but thankfully uh, the first time i ever did this uh i slipped and slid into the toilet and knocked it off the thing uh that didn't happen this time uh thankfully so it was not near as bad um but i am a winner is what i'm trying to say here i don't know anybody else who's half as cool as i am uh, and i'm a very rare pokemon <laughs> that i you know what i i got nothing <laughs> that's one heck of an intro for yourself johnny uh hot start to this show but uh i'm glad i'm get glad myself you're over you, you have to you gotta gotta get gotta get your stuff in man uh Today is, is is special for I mean one I'm just really excited about the topic but two this is a retro pop milestone okay it's a retro pop milestone uh, today on this episode we are featuring our first guest all right he is he contributes to the two point conversation he is one of the hosts of crafting and drafting as well as processing the process everybody please welcome our first guest of retro pop Mr Ryan Holt Bailey. Ryan, how you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. Dude, it's an honor to be the first guest. Um, yeah. It should, it who who would have thought? <laughs> I know. Th- it's about the equivalent of catching a ratatan in the wild. I mean, it, let's, let's just be honest. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except but, it's shiny. It's, yes, a shiny ratatan. Well said. <clears throat> well said. Uh, Ryan, oh, let us... Gold. <laughs> Ryan let us know that he's a huge Pokemon fan and you know we, we've been wanting to you know as hosts of the show we've been wanting to uh, include guests some way somehow but Ryan you know approached us uh, and, and we're like yeah you know what why not why not so we're excited to bring his Pokemon expertise to the show uh, Ryan, Ryan has paid a heavy price for this uh, <laughs> to be this to be this our first guest and that heavy price is I forced him to give me as many compliments as possible <laughs> uh, and he delivered. So here he is. Uh, it's a heavy price. Kiss the ring. I'm sorry to his family and friends Kiss the ring. Uh, that he had to go through that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. My man. So without further ado, let's head on. Let's, let's all discuss our, uh, our personal history. 
with the Pokemon franchise. I want to be the very best Like no one ever was To catch them is my real test To train them is my cause I will travel across the land Searching for All right. I was a... I'm going to come off and say that I was a late bloomer when it came to Pokemon. Uh, I'm one of those people. I've always, I guess I've always been this way, but I'm one of those people who fights off like mainstream stuff. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to submit to the, to, to the, to the mob, to the mob mentality. And <laughs> it honestly, it probably took me like a year or two after well, it was probably a year, maybe six months. I don't know. After Pokemon had finally like established itself in the, the good old USFA as, as one of the premier just entertainment franchises uh, took me a little while, but finally I committed. Uh, everyone was doing it. You know, everyone was walking around with their Pokemon cards, showing them off in school, you know, bragging about their game boys and, and this and that. And I finally had enough. I remember one day after my, it was after my mom used to drag me to my sister's like dance, dance practice or whatever. And I was like, mom, I need a poke pack full of my cards right now. So we went, and I actually remember the very first pack. I don't remember all the contents inside, but the very first Pokemon uh, pack of Pokemon cards that I've ever gotten were the uh, uh, it was the fossil, uh, the, like the, the fossil. It was like a fossil booster pack. And it had, uh, oh, man, who did it? I think it had Zapdos on the, on the cover of the package. And that was my first pack of cards. I think I had like Kabuto and, and Amina and a bunch of like crappy trainer cards that I didn't care about. I just wanted the actual Pokemon cards. Um, but going forward with that, I mean, the TV show was just it played such a big part of my upbringing. My parents hated it. They hated my, they hated the fads that I was a part of and they absolutely hated Pokemon. I, I feel like my mom actually went out of her way to call it Pokemon. Like mom, it's just like one, it's like one, just one letter. To, could you just say it right? Please. For the love of God, every single time, here's your Pokemon card. Oh God. I'm going to fight you right now. Um, but yeah, it was, it was an immense part of my childhood. I remember, you know, uh, I, you know, kid, I, I love playing like doing like make believe stuff. And, you know, when my cousins would come over, we'd all try and play Pokemon. And what we'd actually do is those, uh, those red and white fishing bobs. We'd use those as Pokemon Pokeballs. And we, we, that's how we would play. We'd steal my dad's uh, fishing bobs and, and go play Pokemon with it. But, um, between the cards, the video games, the the TV show the the shirts all the other little merchandise Burger King toys a uh, huge huge part of of my childhood and I, I mean I can honestly go on forever um, about how much the Pokemon franchise has meant to me and who I am today uh, Johnny I'm very curious to hear your interaction in history with the world of Pokemon all right I'll just go ahead and get this out of the way I couldn't tell you the difference between a uh... A, a shamble puff and a uh, and a shamama nuba uh, a ding dong if, for anything but here is obviously i've always been aware of it because it was huge it was huge um my personal interaction with pokemon has to do with the show and then with uh detective pikachu which i really loved i loved that movie i thought it was great that's a video game movie of all uh, time in my opinion gro- in my opinion it's for sure it's it, sonic is quite good too but uh and sonic had more meaning to me because i grew up with sonic and that was yeah. my thing for pokemon but um 
my sister who's younger than me, huge Pokemon fan, huge Pokemon fan. So when Pokemon came on, that's the one show she would always watch. Like we had to watch. We this is back when we only had uh, one TV with cable, and uh, so when that show came on, she had to watch it. And I think I always kind of resented that a little bit because I wanted to watch freaking Batman or something else. Yeah, you know, I wanted to watch Ninja Turtles or something else that I was into, but I couldn't because I had to go watch, uh, you know, Ash and, and them try to catch all those Pokemon. So I, remember, I I know the characters because of that show. I was a Team Rocket fan because I was like, well, they're trying to get rid of all this, so I'm on their team. <laughs> uh, but, they're, the, uh, they're the worst villains. Uh, they're probably the worst villains of all time. Oh, man. They're right up there with Bowser yes. and Eggman, um, Dr. Robotnik, whatever you want to call them. They're up there as like, like yo, you you guys can't like you've had all these episodes and you still can't do anything right. <laughs> like, come on, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, it's, and, they, it's... and they even got the one, and they have like the one Pokemon who can, you can actually understand. So that's that's pretty cool. And he's a cat. I like cats, so they had that going for them. But um, I think I kind of resented it from there. So when you say late bloomer, I want to pass you on that. I'm an incredibly late bloomer. I had a Game Boy. I always wanted one, never got one. Uh, so I never actually even got to play the games. The only Pokemon game that I've ever played is Pokemon Snap. That's the one that oh, I've ever played is where you literally game. take pictures of Pokemon. Yeah, it's don't get me wrong, it was fun, but uh, obviously that's not what Pokemon is. Right. Uh, I've since obviously know what it is. I've watched gameplay videos and stuff. I've never actually played it myself. Uh, here's the thing, though. I think I've also purposely forced myself not to try any of the games because I have what I like to call, and I get this from my grandparents because they were huge into this stuff, where they just got to collect stuff, like a collector's mentality. Yeah. Uh, like, I play those Lego games, video games all the time, and you're unlocking characters left and right. Like, I, I have to play those, and I got 100% it. Like, I can't stop. It's just something in my brain that does that. No, for a fact, I would do the same with Pokemon. Like, I would literally try to catch all the ones I could. And it's, I'd get obsessive over it. So it's incredibly obsessive. I, I yeah. do not hate Pokemon. I want to put that out there. I do not hate Pokemon. I think if I got into it, I would become obsessed with it. And that's the one thing that's stopped me because I'm already obsessed with too many other things. So I can't add another to it. I'm going to have to uh, poke the bear. Everything I know is you, <laughs> I have ways of playing it now. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I thought about getting into it. Like, I really want to play the original ones. Uh, you know, the Game Boy ones. Those are the ones I really want to play. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's I don't think I could ever get into this show. Uh, I think I've I just can't. But again, Detective Pikachu, I really loved it. And I hope they do another one of those because I really, truly enjoyed that movie. They are. I, I think they are planning on, on doing another one, too. I did see something that they're supposed to do a Detective Pikachu, too, which is which is great. And I, I'm glad to see it. So that's something I never thought I'd get, be able to see as a live action Pokemon movie. And they did a fan. They did a really good job bringing that to, to life. Uh, yeah. To our guest Ryan, your personal history of Pokemon. Let's uh, let's hear it, but I'm excited to listen to this. Yeah, Matt. So I'm kind of the opposite of you in a way. I I mean I I, I watched the anime. I collected cards for a little bit, but I was a kid. I didn't I didn't I, didn't, I had no clue these are going to be worth all this money. So I mean, and I was just a kid, so I'd be playing them. I'd be trading them for something. Who knows? Trading them for a baseball glove. I don't even know. So I, I don't even know where my cards are. If I had any, I who knows? But my love was the actual video game okay like that that is like like that was what made me love pokemon love the 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 series everything the game got me into the show the game got me into the cards you know some people it was other other way around yeah for me it was the game yeah whatever so like one of my earliest memories is just 
giving myself a bloody nose from screaming as like a five-year-old trying to beat Brock at this first gym with a Pikachu and nothing is happening. And my parents are like, why do we get him this game? He's going to hurt himself. And then just learning and learning the game and you know, you got to get a butter for, you got to teach it confusion. Then you can beat the gym. And like just that part of it just really made me fall in love with it. And ever since then, it's just gotten big. And now like, there'll be times where I'll take like a year off of it and like, okay, I think I'm finally out of Pokemon. And then it just creeps up on you. Oh, I got an urge to play the game. Yep. So then I'll just play like, as of late, I just downloaded an emulator on my phone. I've been traveling a lot. So I'm playing these games on, on, a, on, on, on the planes and driving. And it just, it it's, I feel like it's going to go away at some point, but then it just comes right back. Yeah. It's it definitely has a fun staying power. You know, it's, 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 it's right up there. It's, it's like, Simpsons level of staying power right now. The show's been going on for, I think, 20 years at this point, probably a little bit more than 20 years at this point. And they find new ways to reinvent themselves. A new game comes out and everybody gets excited. There's new Pokemon, even though, you know, I kind of, I kind of tailed away after the second gen came out. I was like, all right, this is getting too wild. There's like a cupcake Pokemon. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Um, So a lot of, a lot of my focus is going to be those early generation stuff. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the staying power has been incredible. I, I, I never thought I would, but I mean, last Christmas, right around last Christmas, I bought the newest one. They had the Sword and Shield game. Um, I bought it. I'm not. I haven't gotten as far as I probably should in it because I'm not. I don't know the new Pokemon. But the the fact that I do, you're right. I mean, I keep coming back to it. It goes in phases. You know, uh, there was a long time where I wouldn't touch it. I think after like fifth grade hit, and I just stopped. It just dropped. I'm like, all right, this is too much. And then I keep coming back to it. I get it off for, you know, hey, there's car- the cards. You f- you see the cards and you remember the thrill of opening up the pack of cards. And, you know, the I, I find the toys. I find the old po- the, the Burger King toys. And uh, I'm just like, you just you always come back to, to things that you've loved at one point. And the nostalgia for Pokemon is pretty strong. Yeah, I mean, I will say I, I haven't really played any of the new games. I kind of fell off after Gen 4. I believe which is like diamond and pearl right I think that's kind of where like I maxed out like I know everything from that generation back yeah there on out I couldn't tell you kind of like you said it's kind of like they 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 ran out of ideas for Pokemon and they're like they have like a bag of trash now as a Pokemon like you said a cupcake (laughs) and an ice cream cone and then they got like a toilet seat or something like Johnny's favorite Pokemon you know what I mean so like I I mean it's great just I just it's like you know and it's 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 never going to give me the same high as like the original games did. You know what I mean? Correct. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I do got to ask you, too, before we get too much into it. Uh, John, well, John, I'm guessing, Johnny, you never played Pokemon Go. No, obviously, I'm quite aware of it. And I don't know what it was because that thing was huge when it came out. Uh, yeah, literally my whole I remember my whole Facebook timeline being nothing but that. So I definitely know what it is. OK. I had to ask because I mean that was a that was a that actually probably brought me back into Pokemon because they were going to focus oh, on yeah. first gen and it was amazing like you know the the falls downtown you know Niagara Falls I live there I go to the waterfalls often as I can it's pretty busy year round but when Pokemon Go came oh, out yeah. it was the most it was the strangest thing it was the strangest thing there was people sitting everywhere. There was probably millions upon millions of people down there a day going down there catching Pokemon. And it was 
it's kind of nice. It was kind of really nice. You know, I had seen everybody together uh, <laughs> and, and just, just hanging yeah. out and, and trading and, and, and battling and, and whatever it was like that was a game changer. Really, really cool game. Really cool game. Pokemon go came out like right around the time I moved to downtown Buffalo. Right. And like, there are just people just going up and down, like Elmwood village, just everyone looking down at their phone and you know what everybody's doing. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you have, you I've, I saw, I've seen some adults playing, you got kids, you got people my age in their twenties. And it's like, it was really cool to see because at the time you're like, am I like, am I just, should I drive to be like a closet Pokemon fan? Cause everyone thinks it's nerdy and like, but then you see all these people playing and you're like, look at all these nerds, just like me. I love it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For oh, sure. Yeah. Trust me. Trust me. If you were playing Pokemon go, you're one of the cool kids because I oh, got yeah. a lot of crap for not playing it. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> no, it's for sure. Cause I, I think I kind of got out of it because I was getting like bullied so much by, by people. And then, and here we, here I am. This is, I hate, I hate people so much. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is how I, I used to get made fun of for wearing superhero t-shirts. I used to get fun of for me loving Pokemon. And then here we are, this is what probably 15 years later. Uh, you know, after all I'm getting picked on and everybody's into it. I'm like, you, you pieces of trash. It's cool. Yeah. Right. And now, now it's okay. I don't remember making fun like, of you for that. Oh, I like do. That Avengers. It's huge. Yeah. It's like, you know that, it's mean? like that band that you were like, Oh man, nobody likes this band. I love this band. And then they <laughs> hit huge. They get like one hit single and everybody knows who they are. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I don't know about this band anymore. Yeah. I happen to Nickelback, man. Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you the first couple of Nickelback albums, those things slap, man. They're good. They did. And then they get a hit single. And then every song after that, I felt was just truly awful. So. <laughs> Coldplay always got hate, too. Yeah, I love me some Coldplay. Yeah, I love People Cold give play. me so Cold much trash. I always got hate. Yellow. Uh, and they got some good songs, man. Yeah. My Yellow's favorite one, one like another one comparison comparatively, uh, Deadpool. When the first, like, yeah. not a whole lot of people were aware of Deadpool. And now once the movie came out, everybody was Deadpool fans. And then all of the, uh, there's a lot of Deadpool traditionalists that were losing their mind and just like, oh, you know, you didn't you didn't know him from back in like early 2000, like I did. Like they're they're just be, being very defensive about it, but um, but yeah, I mean that's that's really how Pokemon a lot of pop culture really is. Uh, something you know it, it it finds a way to reach the mainstream again and and everybody loves it and and suddenly all is forgotten. Uh, making fun of others for liking it, but very good. Very good, everybody. That is the personal, our personal history. Let us get into the actual history of Pokemon. So the world of Pokemon begins with one. Well, it's not not just one. There's one that's pretty much the figurehead, but there's uh, there's multiple people involved. So the, the first person that it really comes down to is a man by the name of Satoshi Tajiri. And I we have acknowledged many times that myself and Johnny pronounce names terribly. And we're really bad with Japanese names, so we apologize. But Satoshi well, just called the Godfather. Can, even <laughs> the English God. names we can barely get. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> we apologize ahead of time for butchering any of these names. For sure. For sure. So Satoshi Tajiri was uh, 
he has a very interesting beginning. So in the early 80s, when arcade games were, were kind of at their really at their peak, uh, him living in Japan started his own fan magazine called Game Freak. Um, he wrote for it, edited it, and uh, joining him was his friend Ken Sugimori. Uh, and those two combined, you know, really made Game Freak this huge, huge, uh, you know, this big brand in Japan. And it was something that never reached the United States, uh, but it was a big thing in Japan. So uh, from 81 to 86, they were doing this. And uh, in 86, I started to realize that the uh, – the, the arcade scene was kind of uh, it was kind of dying. It, it, 86, it was not doing so great. Um, I don't know how much the, the the video game crash of 83 in the U.S. affected Japan, but uh, a lot of the games that they were covering in Japan just were not good games. They were just not appealing, uh, and the, the market for it was going down. So it, it it affected Japan quite a lot because during this time, Japan was putting out a lot of games uh, and a lot in the arcade, and they really uh, depended on Western audiences uh, for quite a bit of their revenue and such. So right. that that crash in '83 affected many, 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 many people. No, so all that make that actually makes sense because yeah, that they were. I mean, they were they weren't quite the powerhouse that they are today, but they were still developing games. So that actually makes um, that actually makes perfect sense. Uh, so, but yes, they realized that the the art of the arcade game was kind of dying. So. They started to, it was actually something he developed in the, in the late eighties, but he started to develop the concept of uh, what, well, one, what game freak would become and two, what Pokemon would end up being, but they actually converged to a game development development company. No longer were they doing magazines or if they were, it wasn't their most prominent source of business. What they decided to do was, was make game freak a video game development company. And they, they, uh, they, they developed a, a ton of games and, and not a single, again, not a single of these games reached the United States. Uh, that's something very important that I want to acknowledge here. But uh, they were developing games for the for the NES, you know, through uh, you know stuff through Namco and 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 various other things. That's uh, pretty wild if you think about it. A magazine company, you know, turns and starts doing something else, and are successful at it. I mean, the closest recent thing I can think of is recently Amazon, the big obviously the big online seller. Yeah. Uh, wanted to start putting out video games and they released one and it did not do well. So right, uh, just because you're good at one thing does not <laughs> mean you're going to be good at something else. Not, I mean, not necessarily. And two, you know, it, they're working for Nintendo and we all know Nintendo and, and, and what they were and what they become, you know, they were the, the biggest card game producer of, of, in the early night, you know, early to, to, well, it was probably most of the 1900s and they decided to switch over to video game production and we're quite successful at it. So uh, the, the idea, the, the, the motivation to kind of change what you're doing was always there. Uh, and, and they had a lot of inspiration from, from Nintendo in their own country. Um, but so Tajiri officially, he conceived the idea of Pokemon in 1990. And uh, he, he saw the Game Boy. He, he saw what the Game Boy was. He saw that it, it had this really cool ability to, um, to you, it could connect, right? They had the link, link system cable, which was really, you know, it was a really cool, it, it was a, it was a amazing concept, very uh, groundbreaking at that time. The fact that you can portably play games, then still find a way to connect to uh, find a way to connect with others. And I think that was a big, there was a big draw that came up. With that, that's really huge in video games. Cause I definitely remember growing up where if any game 
had the ability where you could play with a friend. It automatically made that game cooler, no yeah. matter what. I mean, I, I miss Couch Co-op as much as the next person, but I mean, to do it for a portable game system, uh, it's it's yeah. it's pretty incredible with the you know the ability to trade and, and battle and whatnot. But um, you yeah, know, I think those those like multiplayer before multiplayer. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. Yes, nowadays we, we play iPhone games all the time with other people. And and then here in you know 1990, the fact that you could do it, it just all it took was a little cable, um, was it was the biggest thing, and it helped bring I think a lot of people that, you know, might not have necessarily conversed or interact with each other otherwise, and and the, you're bringing people together, and that's that's something that I've always appreciated Nintendo for, as their ability to kind of bring people together over video games, where uh, I think other systems so, kind so of go away from that. <laughs> Some sometimes. So sometimes, well, sometimes like the other systems, I feel like they, they, yeah, they do online and it, I don't know. It's not so much like a family um, it, yeah. first it's, game Nintendo's, experience. N- yeah. Nintendo's main issues now, uh, and they don't have very many cause they still do very well for themselves. They just announced literally just announced as, as of this recording, like a few days ago that the switch has already in four years outsold the NES in its entire lifespan. Yeah. And that's a big deal. That's pretty freaking huge. Uh, but the main issue I've had with the Switch, and I love my Switch. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I actually probably play it more than any of my other systems now. But uh, its main issue is its online stuff. They Nintendo, for whatever reason, has a history of, sure, you can play with friends. Because uh, I remember my Wii U being able to play my Mario Kart with my buddies. But yeah. it does not make communicating with each other easy. No, I can't <laughs> tell you how. Yeah. It I, goes out of its way to make that difficult. I can't tell you how many times I was playing. I'd be playing like Mario Kart, and then all of a sudden my connection got lost. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm paying for 5G. Like this ain't, this isn't how it's supposed to yeah. be." Nintendo, get get with it, get with the program. Um, but but yeah, he decided that the Game Boy was the perfect con, the perfect console for this. It wasn't gonna work on the the Nintendo, um, or whatever. You know, the Super Nintendo was on its way out. He decided it wasn't gonna work out that way. But the actual, um, you know, the, the actual ide- ideology behind Pokemon, you know, the thing of capturing Pokemon and, and, and whatnot, he, uh, he loved collecting bugs as a child. Childhood love, he had a childhood love of collecting bug collecting, which is something that no kids do nowadays. Um, but th- this was a, a very important aspect of his childhood. It's something that he loved to do. And he brought that to life with all the various, you know, the various Pokemon and and whatnot so he brings that he pitches this idea to the nintendo staff and they're just like what we don't we don't get it but uh your game design reputation it it, it precedes you and we're gonna let you we're gonna give you this op- this opportunity to kind of uh develop it so um the first it took six years to actually produce the ver- the first pokemon games uh and it actually there was times where it almost bankrupted uh, it almost bankrupted Game Freak. There was like barely enough money to pay the employees, and obviously it all paid off. But five employees quit, and the Jerry didn't even take his salary and lived off his father's income investment, uh, which is uh, pretty mind-boggling. But it took six years to produce the first Pokemon game. You know, ironing out the the concepts, the creatures, how this is gonna play out, the different just everything. And the first ones that were released were uh, Pokemon Red and Green. And that was in Japan. We we never seen it. it, it this is later on, but uh, America didn't see a green release until I think the early two thousands. But uh, you know they weren't expected to do very well, but they they blew everybody away. They, they had a smart marketing idea where 
uh, you had to buy both games to complete the Pokedex, which, you know, if you never played a Pokemon game before, the main goal in this game, yes, there's battling. Yes, there's winning the Pokemon League. There's getting gym badges, but it's completing the Pokedex. That's the ultimate thing. Uh, they had game exclusives. So it encouraged trading with the link system cable as well, you know, as well as maybe, hey, somebody's going to buy both versions of this game and it's more money in our pocket, suckers. Uh, <laughs> and it obviously worked very, very well. Uh, in that regard. So uh, it, it it brought new life to the Game Boy, first and foremost. The Game Boy console wasn't really doing so well at the time, but Pokemon really sparked it. And it, it kept the, you know, it, 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 it kept interest in the Game Boy and it brought new life to Nintendo and, uh, and the Game Freak company that developed Pokemon as well. So uh, in 1998, in 1998, it finally reached America. All right. Uh, Red and blue versions were the ones that reached America. Uh, and, and blue was not released in, there was a very special way you can get blue in Japan, but it was, it was like a magazine mail order. Like you had to go through a certain magazine to get it. Um, so blue, what, what blue is to, to Japan is what green is to America. But uh, blue and red came out in 1998. And then a year followed after the, the, the Pokemon anime cartoon it really gained some steam uh pokemon yellow came out in 1999 and, and and by this point their their stranglehold over american pop culture was was very very well established uh they, they owned everything it was it was it was legit all the rage people made fun you know people made fun of but but people were just absolutely obsessed kids our age we we fell for it and we fell for it very uh very hard so uh, that's the background of, of Pokemon in a nutshell. We're not going to do too much as far as the, uh, you know, the, the, the written history of it. Just know that, you know, 1998, 1999, that was all generation one. They're currently on generation eight now, and they seem to develop games every couple, couple years and bring about a hundred or so new Pokemon to the table, uh, every single time. So, uh, but yeah, Pokemon company. Game Freak, they've done such a good job of really branding this thing. You know, now it's it's the video games, it's the TV shows, it's clothing, trading cards, uh, toys, movie. It just you name it, they've done it, and that's why Pokemon is one of the most successful franchises uh, to this day. Uh, to this day, it's still it's still going as we've already kind of mentioned. So, um, so yeah, that is the history of Pokemon in a nutshell. Is there anything you guys wanted to add to it? Uh, real quick, just that. Um, I think I'm remembering uh, for Retro Blist, the one Pokemon game we did cover. So I, it's another one I actually did play. It's, it wasn't too long ago. They're on the Game Boy Color, I believe it was. They released a Pokemon pinball game. Oh, I love that game so and, much. <laughs> and it's really fun. I really, really enjoyed it. But uh, <laughs> that's how big Pokemon got or still is, is that they're able to kind of branch off from the main way to play Pokemon. What would you call those games? What kind of... they're kind of rpg-ish in a way yeah uh i don't know how you would explain them but like not uh, all their games now because uh, detective pikachu was also a game first right i believe uh so they're able to like bridge off from the main way of playing games to like side top that's how big it's kind of like, it's big as mario i mean mario is huge i think they still said mario is number one but pokemon is right there yeah actually it is yes, too right there yeah as a brand it is it is number two for video game franchises all time as far as sales yeah and, and whatnot because yeah they, they you know they have their mainline games which do come out for for the you know the game boy and then eventually uh now the the, the newest ones on the switch 
those have been the mainline games and all the side ones like your Pokemon stadiums, like your Pokemon snaps, uh, like your, Hey, you Pikachu's the one that, uh, I don't know if you guys remember that one, but it used to have the microphone attachment. You could tell Pikachu what to, you'd have to have to train Pikachu. Uh, they've had so many games for it. So many ideas. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's really incredible. What, um, how this Pokemon, how, how Pokemon, the franchise has been able to adapt and, and keep going, finding new ways to catch people's interest. Even in like Super Smash Bros, there's yeah. characters in that too. You know what I mean? So Nintendo did a really good job as like what you guys are saying, implementing them into different things. You know, whether it's the movies, the cards, and then putting them in different video games is smart. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. They've done a very good job at branding and, and that goes such a, that goes a very long way. So, um, so that is the, the history of Pokemon, the background of Pokemon in a nutshell. Let's head on. We have a lot to talk about in this one. We, let's head on over to Matt's stats. All right. So, yes, there is a lot to this and there's some fun breakdowns. I'm going to start off with the in the the in game, the in franchise lore of Pokemon. And then we're going to get into some some numbers as far as sales and stuff go. So uh, there is some DLC coming out for the newest Pokemon Sword and Shield games, which will bring the general species of Pokemon total up to eight hundred and ninety six different Pokemon. Uh, across 18 generations. So 896 Pokemon uh, that are available, you know, for, for people that, you know, that have been around, that have been around. It's pretty crazy. Uh, there are 18 types of Pokemon, and I actually have the breakdown here of how many are in each one. So when the first generation came out, you were one or the other. There was no mix-up of Pokemon types. You were one or the other. Nowadays, you're like half and half. You're a little bit of everything. So uh, a lot of these numbers kind of run over each other, and, and you'll see what I mean. So uh, breakdown of the 18 different Pokemon types. So starting off, and out, we're going in alphabetical order, is the bug type. There are 84 species of bug type Pokemon, 9.4% of the Pokemon world, and is the sixth most common type of, uh, of Pokemon. I'm not the biggest bug type fan. I think their attacks are a little, eh. Is that, is that what Scyther is? Yes, yes. Scyther. Yeah, I don't. He was always my favorite because he looked cool. <laughs> that was honestly the reason why my dad gravitated toward, towards him. He's the coolest one. And other than that, my dad didn't really give two cares. Uh, I always hated it because he looked so cool, but he was trash. The attacks weren't really great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you mean. Until like the newer gens when moves got better and all that. But yeah, and he got an evolution and. The, the the early games yeah they, they were didn't do like bug grass type they didn't do them a whole lot of justice they weren't like the no uh, if you were looking for stat attacks that's what you would go with them for but for straight up cool moves and they're gonna just have you like one hit ko's these types weren't the ways to go uh the next alphabetical uh dark type 66 species of dark type pokemon 7.3 percent of the pokemon world it is the eighth rarest type uh, dragon, 61 species, 6.8% of the Pokemon world, and is the fourth rarest type. Electric, uh, 61 species. Oh, it's actually it's actually uh, tied exactly with dragon. There's the same amount of dragon as there is electric type. 61 species, 6.8%, and uh, tied for fourth rarest type in the, uh, in the Pokemon world. Fairy type, 59 species, 6.6% of the Pokemon world, and third rarest. 
uh, fighting. These ones are always pretty cool. 66 species, 7.3% of the Pokemon world and the eighth rarest type. Um, uh Oh, where'd you go? There we go. Uh, fire, fire type. I like fire type a lot. I like fire type. They weren't my favorite, but I do enjoy them. 75 species of fire type Pokemon, 8.4% of the Pokemon world and seventh most common type. There are 105 flying Pokemon, which made up for 11.7% of the Pokemon world, fourth most uh, common type. 56 ghosts, 6.2% of the Pokemon world. Uh, 108 species of grass, which made up 12% of the Pokemon world. Uh, 69 species of ground, which is 7.7%. Uh, ice, 51 species of ice, 5.7% of Pokemon species. I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say the percentage. You guys don't need to hear hear me repeat that. Uh, 115 types of normal Pokemon, which is good for 12.8%. 96 types or species of psychic, which is 10.7%. 71 species of poison, 7.9%. Rock, 65 of those, 7.2%. Steel, 64 types of steel Pokemon, 7.1%. My personal favorite, water types. Love me some water types. 144 species of water types, 16% of the Pokemon world, and is the most common type of all Pokemon um, of all that. Uh, so that is your, like, in-game lore background stuff. I got some other cool uh, other cool stats to kind of bring to you guys. So uh, there's been over 1,100 main series episodes for the Pokemon anime, uh, 23 movies, that have been shown in 169 different countries and 30 languages, 122 known Pokemon video games, uh, 1.31 billion game units sold, as well as downloads. And as we already mentioned, it is the second best-selling franchise behind Mario. Uh, it's earned over $90 billion for the franchise, which is pretty uh, pretty significant. And I got some game numbers for, um, for all of you. So... Uh, they break it up here. I'm using the vgsales.fandom.com, which is a portion of the of Wikipedia. It's honestly probably the one of the more uh, legitimate stats on Wikipedia. So the the highest selling one, as you can probably imagine, uh, for the original game for the main line of games, is Pokemon the Red, Green, Blue, and Yellow. They they just incorporate them all together. Red, Green, Blue was the highest of the bunch, but 59.52 million sales of that version of the game, which was universally the same thing yellow was the only one that was a little different because you had pikachu following you and it actually followed the anime more so than it did the original line of gaming um i i yellow is my personal preference because it's the best of everything it's the best of everything uh the pokemon gold silver crystal bunch 42.21 million sales uh and it starts to dip down a little you can see a little bit of a de decrease in interest uh pokemon xy diamond pearl platinum Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, there's a, there's, a, there's a bit of a decrease. I just read those out of order, but uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon is when Pokemon really started to gain, gain some steam back in the, in the world of handheld gaming. Uh, 25.09 uh, million sales in Pokemon games. And then uh, everything on the Switch, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee and Pokemon Sword and Shield, 31.51. So it's honestly, it's back, it's, it's trending upwards. It's if, if Pokemon was a stock, buy it uh i would say buy 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 and honestly it honestly might be there might be some stock in that just like just like in sync <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah bye. hey i didn't even realize i did that uh they actually i think they did the pokemon song at one point too for the cartoon i feel like they did it was either them or backstreet boys 
They sang like a version it was one of, of the big bands. I remember that. Yeah, they, they think they sang a version of the polka rap or something like that. It was wild. Uh, the side series ones. All right. They're just these are the ones that, you know, they're out there. They're available, but the, it's not what's the driving force behind the Pokemon franchise. Uh, Pokemon Pinball. There's been two versions of it. Uh, the original one and then Ruby and Sapphire. Uh, those combined 6.68 million sales. Uh, Pokemon Stadium series, which I, I I absolutely adore. I still play the first one to this day. Nine point ninety five uh, million, nine point ninety five million sales uh, in all those games combined. Mystery Dungeon has been the best side series. Sixteen point forty eight million sales. There's been a lot of those. And uh, Mystery Dungeon, I, when my brother first got into the Pokemon series, those were the games that he gravitated towards, and he absolutely loved them. Those have been the best side uh, series games. Pokemon Snap did 3.63 million sales. Uh, Pokemon Trading Card Game, which one was one that I really liked, that was actually my first Pokemon game. Uh, I did not get blue or red first. Pokemon Trading Card Game was my first Pokemon video game, 3.70 um, in sales. So that's the uh, that's just a bit. Pokemon uh, Go has had over like a billion downloads. Uh, it's 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 pretty incredible. Uh, and this is where. We're going to start transition. Ryan's going to get a portion in just a moment. Uh, the Pokemon television series has had over 1 billion plus viewers over 124 countries. Their best market actually being uh, China. It goes China, India, Japan, and then the United States. Um, that's over a lifetime. The movies, the movies have done uh, v- between VHS and DVD video sales, 28 million units over two countries. And that's the U S United kingdom. Uh, there's so many stats to this merchandise food with food, Pokemon Lunchables and Pokemon Curry, 90 million sales over two countries. It's U S and Japan. The toys have done 27.5 million. sales. it's, it's insane, but um, I can go on forever, but the last one I want to give to you before handing this over to Ryan to get his little portion of Matt stats is that there have been 25.7 billion Pokemon trading card game sales. So, but, that's like it's it's unfathomable i think that goes packs i think that goes by packs um maybe it's packs and boxes and whatnot but um that's where i'm gonna leave you ryan you have some really cool card statistics uh have a way yeah so since we're kind of sticking with the generation one kind of theme here um i went and looked at what some of the starter cards are worth so your squirtle bulbasaur char or uh, charmander what those original first edition cards are worth so and and just keep in mind that these came out when we were all super young so imagine a kid not understanding how much these are going to be worth someday and just trying to keep these as pristine as possible it was borderline impossible which makes them so expensive because it's hard to find which a psa 10 which is just considered like a mint perfect condition card yeah which i'll go over those prices so all these prices are for mint perfect condition cards so a first edition squirtle right now is worth three thousand dollars okay charmander's worth three thousand dollars and then the bulbasaur is fifty five hundred really now there's two different pikachu cards yep there's two different pikachu cards one with um red cheeks and one with yellow cheeks the red cheeks card is worth ten thousand one hundred dollars and then the yellow cheek is worth four thousand onyx so onyx is a pretty popular one especially in the the show like that was brock's pokemon you know what i mean that's worth six hundred dollars now oh my god we'll get into 
some holographic cards. So holographic basically means they have some shine in in the card, like you like you angle it in the light and it would sparkle kind of thing. So a holographic Blastoise, the evolution of Squirtle, is worth $38,609 in perfect condition, which is crazy. So 10 is considered perfect condition, and then 9 is like a step below that. It drops down to $9,000. Oh, my God. So that's like, I think that's just a, a wild jump from 10, like perfect condition to like a little blemish. Drops it's, it down that much. It's very wild how they how they go about that. Like, how do you, right. how do you judge that? How do you, it's so hard to judge the worth of these things, but. You, um, and you rarely ever, ever see a 10. I mean, they, this is with anything that gets graded like this. Right. Sports cards, yeah. comics, any of that stuff. To see a 10 is crazy rare in anything. It is. I mean, it, Ryan's probably right. going to bring up one that I've, I, I've seen on Pawn Stars before. And this, this gentleman had like a, a, like 20 or so, and they were all graded 10 uh it was it was it was really really incredible he had a ton of them you just walk around he had like a big old satchel full of, of tens of these cards and i'm sure Brent pretty much was, yeah have to keep these cards in a plastic case like screwed in to keep it like a 10 so yeah um so i think we were talking about um next is the charizard holographic first edition that's the one uh that is worth at perfect condition two hundred and twenty thousand five hundred and seventy four dollars oh. I hate someday I love my parents to death for some days. I really hate them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's gross, man. It really is. It, it also makes you nauseous, man. I mean, now I didn't look up like how rare these were in like your everyday packs. Do yeah. you, you happen to know that off top by chance, I, like how rare I don't, but I, I never do, thought of to look at it. I don't think I ever got a charizard in a pack i'm sure they kept them yeah. pretty low-key what i do know though is at a friend's birthday party uh i hated the pack design the pack art that i gotten and i gave it to i traded with somebody else and that pack that i traded to somebody else had a holographic blastoise in it so i was oh, no. i was very very jaded but uh i i don't think they were very common i bought a ton of packs uh a right. ton of packs and i don't think i ever got a holographic charizard venusaur or uh or blastoise in, in any of them any of them. Yep. Yeah, you, you gave away about forty thousand dollars there, Matt. So good on you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so it's a common theme uh, in my life. I well, just. <laughs> <laughs> right. If it makes you feel any better. I guarantee they didn't keep that cart in good shape. No. Yeah, right. No. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> so for the last of the starters, Venusaur, a holographic Venusaur, perfect condition, around twenty nine thousand dollars. And then the last one I'll leave you with is Mewtwo, probably the most popular, what they call legendary Pokemon. Um, in the whole series, a uh, holographic edition is $10,000 is $10,000. So that's kind of like the gist of it. And those are just like, kind of like your basic cards that you would get back in the day, like where you'd think, you know, Oh, these, these are kind of cool to have, but now yeah. they're just crazy rare. So now, do, do you guys know this now? Um, I, I come from the world of sports cards, like basketball cards was the thing that I was really into. So yeah. I know for a fact that there's best cards you can get now that are still worth lots of money like if you get a autograph of like a, a rookie who did really well like a luca Doncic or something like it's worth a lot of money i know somebody uh, who did it, did uh did eighty thousand for a zion they did eighty thousand yeah for a zion exactly yeah before even started so playing yeah yes <laughs> yes uh so my question is uh with the pokemon cards now are there some i'm sure there's not any that are worth like 40 grand or anything like that but are they oh. some that have a lot of really good value in them 
Uh, the newer ones I'm not super familiar with, but to my knowledge, no, because they've been produced so much. The people, you know, put the, the Pokemon, everybody that deals with the trading card games, they know what they're dealing with, and they mass produce these things where the first edition of Pokemon cards, they didn't know what they were. They didn't know how these things were going to pan out. They had no they had no clue. So, the, I mean, the base set, the very first edition was very tight. So I, as of right now, yeah. there's nothing even remotely close to the, to those uh, to those sets. It, it's, you know, it, it's like you open cards, packs of cards, sports cards now, and, and they're not worth like a quarter uh, in the, in the overall resale market. So, right. uh, I mean, like four or five years ago, I actually had a part-time job that was at a, was at a hobby shop. And one of the things that they did, they would have uh, different nights for like, they had a night where people came and played magic, the gathering, and then have a night where people played Pokemon uh, and, pokemon nights obviously it was mostly kids yeah but it still was really huge for the store and they sold so much pokemon cards for oh, that. i mean sure. so they're still crazy popular with the cards they are even to this day i see a stat that pokemon card sales is only is second to only Yu-Gi-Oh, which is uh which i think Yu-Gi-Oh is a they little bit too. more yeah. there, there's a lot of adult adults that lean towards Yu-Gi-Oh mm-hmm. more so but uh you know i, 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 I don't still know see the tournaments. difference <laughs> yeah i never got any Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, myself, but uh, but the, yeah, the Pokemon card battles. I mean, that was a big deal back in the day. They used to have gyms. They actually used to have like clubs in gyms, and you could battle, and they would give out badges. I had a friend who did something. He he, he tried it out, and he got a he had a water badge for for Pokemon card dueling. It was the coolest thing. So, I never knew that. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got to look it up, man. It's pretty. They used I would have gotten to the cards so much more. If I would have known that they had nothing around here, they had nothing around here. I've been, I mean, I've been in Western York all my life to my knowledge. They didn't have anything around here, but if you're really good, they had certain places where you can go to and, uh, or tournaments and, and stuff like that. And they'd actually hand out like badges. It was the coolest thing. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. But that's how, that's how big it was. That's how, that, that's how big the market was. So, um, I still think they have it to this day, but it's not as official or like as, as big as it used to be. Yeah. I do have one more. No, you're good. So, I just wanted to get off oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the rarest the rarest card you can get. So now this card was only given to 39 people in an illustration contest that was held in, I believe, Japan. And it's the 1998 uh, Pikachu Illustrator card. And it's currently listed on eBay for $100,000. <sighs> and that's just a single card. So, and you got to think, this is only, there's only 39 of these. So, how many of these are really out there for sale? We have no idea. And then, real quick, I do want to get into um, just really quick. The um, so someone just bought a first edition box set. So, in a box set, I'm not too familiar with it. Matt, can you touch on that real quick? What a box? Do you, are you familiar with the box set? Yes. So, basically, what the box sets are, you can you can buy these, and your your deck is pretty much already made essentially uh you know a lot of it's it's, it was a deck building game you buy various packs and you can put a deck together but a a box set was just a i mean it was a it was a crap ton but a lot of these box sets were already like pre-made dueler like you can take it out of the box and go play a game of pokemon cards um right away so that's how like those were a big deal i didn't buy too many of those but you see them nowadays they're in like tins they sell them in tins a lot for the for the newer generation of pokemon yeah yeah so and an investor, uh, Chris Camillo, for uh, works for Dumb Money TV, Dumb Money TV, purchased a box set for three hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. 
And then recently, this was back in like October, the popular YouTube star, YouTube personality, Logan Paul, he bought a box set for $198,000. And then um, real quick, the rapper Logic, this was also on Twitter not too long ago. He bought um, a first generation holographic Charizard for $200,000. And then posted pictures of his like one-year-old son just holding it. No, just not a care in the world. Oh my God. $200,000 for a card. Oh my God. Could you imagine just having that kind of extra money? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Oh, look at I could pay the bills and buy this 200,000 Charizard, 200,000 <laughs> holographic Charizard card. What crazy. It's crazy. It must be nice. Must be nice. Uh, man, it's crazy to think that I like, you know, in card form that I was touching so much money and I never realized it. Never knew it. Never knew it. It's it, it's pretty I mean, incredible even, how much it's it's like outlasted certain like Digimon. I thought Digimon was going to yeah. be great. And Pokemon superseded that by, you know, Monster Rancher. Uh, so many other like these knockoffs that, that Pokemon just just destroyed, just destroyed. Even even some of the games still in the box, like mint condition are worth thousands and thousands oh, of dollars. Yes, yes. That's, that's, that's the part I can speak on. Uh uh, we literally on retro this is uh any of these things like the cards or any of this stuff where that are mainly kid audience uh the reason that they're just worth more is because when you're kids you just don't take care of your stuff correct yeah they don't last near as much so it makes them more, even more rare to find one in decent shape and the same thing is true with your uh, nintendo slash game boy generation of games so if you can find ones in box sealed wow they're always worth way way more than like a loose version of it we literally just covered on retro bliss the uh, a nightmare on elm street like we covered that game the, for the nintendo entertainment system and we were expecting like this game to be like if you can find it loose for like 10 bucks right this thing's over yeah. over 60 dollars like you, you got to pay 60 bucks to get this game loose so all these things are going up in price from when we were kids because we just didn't take care of stuff yeah i i just pulled up uh pokemon blue on ebay sealed in the box with the plastic it's going for uh the the buyer has or the seller has that for six thousand dollars oh my yeah. god it's, oh. it's not it's crazy <laughs> unbelievable yeah that's pokemon for you a lot of regret a lot of regret right now <laughs> a lot of regret and i don't want to feel too much more regret so let's head on head on over to johnny's did you know For uh, speaking of regret, uh, we're gonna go pretty dark here with Pokemon. <laughs> uh, uh, the first things first, though, just like Lego before it, the plural and singular of Pokemon is just Pokemon, it's not Pokemons. Uh, if you have more than one Pokemon, it's just Pokemon. Same thing with Lego, it's not, it's not Lego, it's, one one. it's not Pokemon, it's not Pokemon, it's not Pokemon. <laughs> uh it's uh it's pokemon no matter what uh and that's the same thing with lego i cannot tell you how many times and i don't know why it drives me crazy that people say legos there's no s on it ever so uh, same thing legos with, <laughs> yeah it, that's technically that's not not true uh originally the american audience uh were going to get like muscle bound versions of pokemon so when they were trying to this happens a lot with the japanese stuff coming over from japan they want to kind of gear it towards a western audience 
And for whatever reason, they thought originally that they were going to go away from the cute style that they already had and kind of had like big muscles and stuff to them, which I'm very glad they didn't because that I think it's one of the appealing parts of this is how kind of, you know, ridiculously and disgustingly cute some of these Pokemon are, right? They are pretty um, adorable. In yeah, the first, yeah, in the first gen, uh, a Pokemon game, while they say that there's 139 Pokemon, uh, you can actually only really catch 124. Yes. Uh, so yep. there's, so you can literally, you cannot catch them all. <laughs> it is impossible. Uh, it, it, that was their, that was their smart, like, uh, that was like their smart push. That's why it's like, it's so genius that they made it the way that they did. Like I said, yeah, you can only catch 124 on one of them, but there's, you're getting a different mix. Uh, on the next game and it was i mean that's the perfect marketing i you know if if you would have pitched that to me and Matt, like if madden like oh hey if you get by madden 21 blue and you only get like 16 teams and or 17 yeah, right, yeah. and you, get, you buy madden 21 red and you get the other i would I, I would stop playing Madden. i'm already don't want to play madden anymore as it is but i would that's i would lose my mind <laughs> i i did not have a lot of money as a kid and i would have lost my mind <laughs> yeah no real quick though um i a quick little story. Um, I always loved um, Arcanine. Arcanine was like one of my favorites. And I believe Growlithe was a Pokemon Blue exclusive. Yes, and yes. then Vulpix was red, I want to say. Yeah. And I had red because it had the Charizard on the on the covers. Like, oh, I got to get that one. It's probably better. Well, I, obviously, I didn't. My mom picked it. But um, and I wanted Growlithe so bad. I'm like, why? Like, you got you can't Google this stuff. No, you can't Google this stuff. So then like much later down the road i'm like oh that's why it was an exclusive these <laughs> jerks you know and you, you can't tell your parents hey can you get me can you give me this one they're like no it's the same game idiot like no <laughs> you can't get that yeah. like i'm not spending another 30 dollars on you <laughs> take it and like it yeah right you know yeah. what i mean you had to find friends which for me was tough no, to too. trade with i mean i don't have friends i'm playing pokemon all day you know what i mean i don't have I, friends i finally got a link system cable and everybody was already out of the game boy advance <laughs> i was so sad i was nobody was playing pokemon blue or red anymore i was so sad uh, i, I kind of think if they just did like a re-release of those of pokemon the original the first gen pokemon games they would sell they really well they, they actually so, have well, they, they, they did kind of they did like fire red and leaf green and then you you, you said the 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 go pikachu or whatever yeah the, the, the new the one newest remake. Let's, let's go pikachu is actually the pokemon yellow story just brought okay. together much more 3d effects i i mean johnny if you were to play one on your switch that would be the one i highly recommend because it, it, it takes you it, it gives you an idea it, it's all first gen it gives you an idea what the early games were like but the graphics are a lot more improved and there's actually like a pokemon go style uh well catching style to it too it's it's a lot of fun yeah okay all right uh, I, I I do know that on for Retro Bliss we do plan on covering at least one Pokemon game, like good. actual Pokemon game. Uh, good, good, good. All right, so uh, Nintendo did originally pass on Pokemon a couple of times because they kept bringing Pokemon up to them saying, "Hey, would you want to do this?" And, but they were really unsure of it until uh, the uh, Mario's dad, Mister Miyamoto, uh, who is like literally a god in video games. This oh, dude came sure. out with Mario and Zelda and Donkey Kong. I mean, crying out loud, this guy's a freaking genius uh he actually liked pokemon and got involved and then nintendo's like okay <laughs> uh, you're not gonna tell that dude no no exactly uh, <laughs> uh so now let's get into some dark stuff about pokemon Ooh, uh, yeah this i did not know but i'm sure you guys did it's actually canon like this is part of the story of pokemon that people eat pokemon <laughs> 
some Pokemon are considered a delicacy. No, I figured, but it's I didn't true, yeah. know for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So uh, not only do you make them fight your battles for you, uh, you <laughs> eat them as well. Um, okay, so there was a... <laughs> You're right. I'm looking. I got this squirt, this giant stuffed squirtle on a, on a bookcase across. I'm just like, and he's just smiling at me. It's like, yo, how, 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 why, why? Yeah. <laughs> I'm slightly yeah. disturbed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> not, only do, yeah. not only do you force them to like UFC top fights, uh, you're going to sit there and eat. Yeah, right. Uh, there was a famous uh, stage psychic from Israel named Yuri Geller. He sued Nintendo claiming that the Pokemon Kadabra, that's the name of the Pokemon's Kadabra, uh, was a parody of him, and they had no permission to do this. <laughs> and his claim to this was because uh, uh, Geller's uh, main thing he was known for was bending spoons with his mind, quote-unquote, and uh. that's what this Pokemon would do. And because of this, uh, there's no more trading cards of Kadabra after that. So they didn't print any more really? after that. Yeah. I did not know that. That's interesting. I think it was like well, I'm going to sue them for, yeah. for making a parody of me with Snorlax. Then <laughs> <laughs> it makes me. I wonder how much those those Kadabra cards are worth now. Then, if that's the case, if there's an extra, it, say it, less. Be... I'll Google it. All right, sweet. <laughs> Get them in on the Google machine. Uh, Pikachu. Uh, do you know what Pikachu actually means? No. It means crackling squeak, <laughs> which oh. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> to me. Yeah. Yeah, I can um, see that. All right. So to me, even I know that. I'll oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, I did find the Kadabra. Uh, perfect condition around $550. Okay. So nothing too special. Okay. Yeah. No. All right. So um, so oh, I would take $550. I found one for, I found one for 1000 is the highest it's ever sold for was 1000 1000 That's a good I'd, range. Yeah. I'll take that. Me. I'll take okay. that all day long. All right. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Uh, let's get dark again. Um, I would say one of the more recognizable Pokemon's Cubone, right? Like even I know who he is. Yeah. Uh, that skull, that very iconic skull that's on his head. Apparently, that's his mom's. Yes. That he just carries around with him for whatever reason. It's uh, it's creepy. It's very creepy. Like yeah, you burn oh, we're gonna get even they just die. They just die, and Cubone puts it on. Like yeah, I'm very curious how that works. Yeah. Uh, all right. There's a Pokemon. He kind of looks like a balloon, but he's called the Drifloon. And if you actually look in the Polodex on this thing, or the Pokédex, I'm sorry, the Pokédex, which I guess tells you about all the different Pokemon and what they can do and stuff yeah. and their little backgrounds, uh, this one was known to carry off and kidnap children. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the 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 Volibi, I think it's how it's pronounced. Uh, for its pants, it wears a skull. And a lot of people think, and if you look up this this Pokemon, it does resemble that, that this skull that it wears in its pants is a human skull. It's like half of a human skull. That it, it like it puts its legs through like the eye holes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Look it up. It looks really Those creepy. Small legs. <laughs> I, yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> they are small legs. Yeah. All right, so that's all I have uh for uh Johnny's Digi Nose with the Pokemons. Uh let's kind of get into where Pokemon stands in pop culture today. Pikachu, use Thunderbolt! Yeah, I, I, it, it's, it's, it's undoubtedly so. We've said it twice on this episode, the longevity of it. 
Uh, it's been around since 1996, whether it, you know, starting in Japan, that's 24 going on 25 years of, of dominance and, and, uh, you know, new generations of children to kind of really grasp towards. Uh, I look back at, at it in this light though, that there were so many people that tried to catch on to the Pokemon success that Pokemon wave, uh, you know, like I said, I thought Digimon was going to eclipse Pokemon at one point. It did not. Uh, Digimon, I, I don't think, has been really relevant since the end of the first, uh, this first, like, their own first gen, maybe the second gen, and then it just kind of disappeared. Monster Rancher uh, was one that was, like, it was around for a quick second. It had, like, this giant eyeball thing, yellow eyeball thing. Uh, I was like, oh, cool, this is going to catch. Nope, it didn't. Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, I mean, the Yu-Gi-Oh has caught on. I guess it's comparable, but I think they're, they're two different. They're just two different things. And they're, they're still trying to kind of ape it today. I can't remember the name of it, but I happened to catch a show on the Cartoon Network that was uh, like definitely aimed for children, and it was anime, but very same premise of Pokemon, uh, where well, you had these creatures that would do battles for you. I feel like, I feel like gotta, I've seen that. You got to think. I feel like Pokemon, nobody is ever going to try and one-up it because Pokemon's done it. Like you said, Matt, they have almost 900 different species or creatures, whatever you want to call them. There's no more ideas left. Even Pokemon's (laughs) running out of ideas. You know what I mean? Like nothing is ever going to overpass. I've I've seen on like Facebook or something like an ad because as of late, I've been like Googling Pokemon stuff because I've been playing, doing research for this. They have like little ads and like the app store for you to download these games and it's called like pokemon lookalike or something like that but it's it's not it's it's never going to be the same nobody can ever one-up it because they've already done everything that's it's just that's, like simpsons right that's, yeah you compared yeah, to the simpsons earlier and th- they are uh simpsons has gotten has been around for so long they're almost aping themselves now and that's kind of how pokemon is they literally there's an episode of south park that's literally about how simpsons have done everything <laughs> uh yeah and that was and that was years ago that the that episode came out and simpsons is still around it is and that's kind of that's kind of the same with pokemon and Here's the thing to me that really tells me if something has is going to be around for a long time is if new generations of fans find it. And I can tell you this. I have a cousin who is like six or seven years old around that age. He freaking loves Pokemon. He literally comes over when he comes over. He's going to mile a minute telling me about all these new Pokemon he's, that he's seen and that he's, you know, when he's playing on his games and stuff. Yeah. And when he gets the cards, he just tells me about all these Pokemon. He knows everything about them. The only time you can get this kid to be still is if you put on Pokemon to watch and he'll be still and watch the whole thing. Uh, so Pokemon is, that's how I know Pokemon's still really, really huge. Uh, and they're really smart. This is the one thing Nintendo does really well is, I mean, they've done this with all their big franchises, especially Mario and Pokemon, is they know how to keep bringing them back and, uh, with just enough, they don't. I don't really feel they ever really over push it. Uh, with just enough to say, hey, this is still here. Uh, you know, they'll release a new Mario game every once in a while, uh, and then they'll do the same thing with Pokemon, and it just brings it right back. Pokemon Go, we kind of touched on it when that came out. That thing was a phenomenon, yeah, literally a phenomenon, like you guys were saying. People were out everywhere. I think there were even stories where people were walking into stuff because they were looking at their phone trying to catch Pokemon, or people were literally, I think, I do remember this where somebody came across like uh this is terrible came across like a dead body because they were trying to catch a pokemon yeah uh, so that's 
that's I, that's pretty hard. They, they closed all the cemeteries around here because people were going in there at night trying yeah. to catch. They, there was ghost Pokemon in the cemetery, like they planned it like that. So they actually had a they actually had to chain off the cemeteries and at least in Niagara Falls, they might have done that in other places, but they did that because uh, people would go there at night and be catching haunters and, and ghastlies and other ghost type Pokemon. Well, see, I'd get in trouble because I think those are the Pokemon I would I would dig. Would oh, be yeah. really creepy ones like. Oh that, yeah, so for sure. Uh, but yeah, so I this I I do not foresee anytime soon Pokemon losing any any sort of steam. Uh, the, I do know there have been years where it's kind of you know plateaued a little bit and it kind of would go down just a little bit. Yeah. But that's what literally anything in pop culture does. That we talked about uh, that with Ninja Turtles. You know, the Ninja yes, Turtles they yeah. go through they go through cycles. Yeah, you know, it, it's not going to last forever, but they find ways to reinvent themselves. Maybe it's an art style. Maybe it's 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 a it's it's something else, a throwback. Whatever it may be, they find ways to reinvent themselves and, and not only attract back the old audience that they had, but gain new people as well. And uh, honestly, in entertainment, that's the that's it, absolutely that's that is key. Uh, that's how you keep building. That's how you you stay relevant. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of franchises that go away for for five, ten, fifteen years, and they come back, and and, and people are you know people get excited, but they don't ca- they don't it doesn't capture the same uh, magic that the original did. Uh, I'll take out. Uh, here's one that comes to recent memory, like Independence Day. Everybody was Independence Day was like one of the best movies of all time. Will Smith and uh, uh, and amongst others. And and then the, the, everyone was like, oh, when are we going to get a second one? And we got a second one. And it was a very big disappointment. So uh, but Pokemon has never truly hit that disappointment. It's, it's hit lulls where it's like, OK, all right, we've we've seen this. I, I and then think, they bring I think you're looking on something there, too, that's key is whenever like a mainstream like when the main series of pokemon games come out it's usually very high quality yes and that's the same thing with mario games that's why they're both staying around so long it's rare that there's a mario if mario's name's on it you know you're getting a good game yeah that's the same thing with pokemon absolutely absolutely uh and yeah nothing nothing will ever ever touch it from a mainstream uh perspective i think is really what i what i want to finally say uh i do remember those days very clearly i still have a pokey uh it's a jar We've eaten out of the jar, but it was a squirtle jar. There was some kind of jelly. It was like a uh, like for you know like grape jelly, strawberry jelly. They used to sell them in uh, like Pokemon designed jars, and it was the most. It was the coolest thing. Uh, it was really significant, but that you know it wasn't just grape jelly. It was macaroni and cheese. It was Yahtzee games. It was this and that, and it it, it took over. It was literally everything. You couldn't escape it if you wanted to. And I, I, me personally, I have never, I had never seen anything that like that before Pokemon. And I, to this day, I have not seen anything like that after. And uh, I mean, that's going to be its lasting effect on pop culture. It, it's with the, you know, the detective Pikachu movie, it's only going to keep getting bigger and bigger um, as more people come back to it. So. Yeah. And uh, literally like I knew that I knew this would be something because anytime anything gets huge, and pop culture gets its own cereal. There's a Pokemon cereal that came out at some point. Uh, they even had a Pokemon uh, Pop Tart. So that's how big Pokemon. Yes. Yeah, they did. <laughs> that was that was the best, man. I yeah, it's so many good memories. Like there was so much nostalgia in this episode. I'm very Pokemon was so huge. I remember this uh, when the Nintendo 64 came out. They put out a special Pokemon edition that was they little, did mm-hmm. has Pikachu yep. on it or something like that. That's yep. Very famous among Nintendo 64 people. So. It is. Yeah, Game Boy. Yeah, it's very highly valued. Game Boy had its own special Pokemon version, too. But um, it was it was a Pikachu one. Yep. Yep. Pikachu Yellow, uh, which was a big deal back then. But very good. 
Very good. Johnny, what are we looking forward to for next time we come back on air? Uh, that's a great question that I really should have thought of before now, and I didn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got a whole list of stuff. Um, I'll choose one of them, but we're going to be in for a big surprise. I'm, I kind of am leaning toward uh, maybe something a bit more in history. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, to give me a minute, Ryan, uh, what do you, uh, what do, you, what are you guys' favorite Pokemon? This is just to give me a second to look up what I want to do. Sure. Uh, you know what, Ryan? You start. Uh, pick here. Pick your top six. Okay. Who who be your starting six? Okay. So. I think I'm I'm, I'm going to go Charizard one, um, Gengar two. I like Lapras a lot. Three, four. Oh my gosh, Dragonite! Why not? Dragonite's cool. Yeah, kind of like it was kind of a pain to get there, but whatever. <laughs> uh, five, I like Jolteon a lot, and then six, probably my all-time favorite Pokemon is Rhydon. Oh, okay. And a fun fact about Rhydon, um, Rhydon was actually the first created Pokemon. Oh, really? And that's why in, that's, yes, for, well, for the game and in game, that's why all the Pokemon gyms have Rhydons, like the, the little Rhydon statues. Oh, the little design. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. Okay. On so, the statue. So that's why there's so many of those because that was the first, first one created. So that's I believe cool. it was Rhydon, Lapras, Clefairy were the first three designed. Interesting. That's really cool. That's a great top six, by the way. Uh, I would probably have to go. I love the bit, the, the, the starters. I, I currently have in uh, let's go Pikachu. I have, I found a, a, a nice little, it's not like a cheat, but a, a way to quick build up. I have like a level 100 Squirtle Char, uh, Charizard and, and, and Bulbasaur. And I'm okay with those being in my starting six. Uh, they, they, if you hold on to them long enough, they're very capable of doing some of the moves that, their bigger generation their the revolutions have uh gotta have pikachu so that's four uh haunter was my favorite ghost type he's honestly what he used to be my favorite to draw i'm not much of an artist but i used to love drawing haunter uh that was always really uh it was a nice treat for me and then my last one oh you know what i'll go the route you did uh you picked jolteon i would go vaporeon because i am a no no excuse me take it back gyarados gyarados i almost forgot Gyarados. Ooh, nice. okay. uh, I love my water types. If I was a trainer in the real Pokemon world, I would be a water type. Uh, that would be nice. my base. So, yeah. Yes. Some of my favorites are always the ones that were always the hardest to get, like Machamp. You had to trade Machoke to get Machamp and Alakazam. You had to trade Kadabra to get and then Gengar. So I was yeah. stuck with Haunter most of the times because you can, it was tough to trade. Exactly. Exactly. So, and then if you traded them, you, you didn't, it wasn't a guarantee there you're getting them back either. Yeah. So, which was the stupid, it was like because, the stupidest thing in hindsight. You could trade them, but somebody doesn't trade you a hunter back. It's like you're you you you'd think you were friends, but like, hey man, I'm gonna trade this just trade it back, but you better give me something big for collateral because I'm getting that thing back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that was one thing I never quite understood. But uh Johnny, it looks like you've made your decision. I have and I just want to say everything you guys said was complete gibberish to me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, but what's not gibberish and something I know quite a lot about is what we're going to cover next time. And uh, next time on Retro Pop, we're going to discuss. Uh, I would dare say he's the Batman of uh, of the Disney Afternoon cartoons. We're going to do some Darkwing Duck. Uh, I'm a giant Darkwing Duck fan. I love Darkwing Duck, and that's what we're going to cover. Uh, and this gives me an excuse to go back and watch my DVDs. So <laughs> I le- I better get on it. It's on Disney Plus. I better get on it. Ooh, very good. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. 
Well, there it is, everybody. There is this week's episode of Retro Pop. Ryan, dude, you killed it today. Like, seriously, great yes. job. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate you. You were definitely worthy of our first guest. Uh, the, the honor. Yeah, of man, no problem. Guest. It was this. It yeah, was uh, awesome. do some, do some plugs. Plug yourself, my friend. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, you. So, yeah, you can find me. Uh, I do the fantasy roundtable here and there for two point conversation. Those come out Tuesdays. Yes. Um, I also am a co-host of Processing the Process. Those come out on Tuesday and Fridays now. Tuesdays and Fridays. And then crafting and drafting. There's no really schedule for that. They just kind of do it whenever they want. I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> so I think the, the release episodes on Friday, just every other subscribe Friday, yeah. and you'll, you'll, yeah, every other Friday, subscribe and you'll, you'll hear. Him. Yeah. So he's staying busy. I'm really glad. Of course, his, uh, his girlfriend also hosts a, a podcast uh, on our network. Yes. It's one of the newest ones. Uh, text it to me podcast with uh, her friend autumn and they're doing a stellar job so it's it's uh i i love when couples like podcasts they don't podcast together but they still podcast <laughs> yeah. and it's really neat but um but yeah that is a wrap everybody thank you so much for tuning in we'll talk to you in two weeks for some dark wing duck and as always thank you so much for, li- for listening to retro pop take care and talk to you later Journey that we explore, Bubba Ivy and Venusaur. Fire commander like Charmander, ain't nothing that you can't beat us for. Gotta keep it really lit, like I'm talking Charmeleon. Charizard with the hard bars, cool it down with Squirtle. Then we go to war with my war tortoise. Like, gotta flow like Blastoise. Mess with me, bad choice, you're an answer me. Or something like Caterpie, no need to get mad, boy. Nah, we just don't get along. Cause I go hard like a Metapod. Butter free, cause I wing a dog, and you're insecure, cause your weedle small. Morphing a beat like a Kuna, gotta be drilled when I'm singing the instrumental. Got higher than Pidgey, go Pidgeotto with the flow. So Pidgey. Yeah, go. Seeing me everywhere like a rattata. Caught a rat, a but ran out of data. Don't even care, I'ma cop me a spear. I'll evolve it to fear, I'm playing right after. Tick, tick, tick a bite like a Mekins. Hard bot with a venom. Feel so energetic like Pikachu, shocking the people like Ratchet. You just so damn electric. Homie, you better not get me in a bad mood. Or I'll be digging your grave like a goddamn sand shrew right when the sand slash you. I'm all like, Nido, Ran, Nido, Ran, Nido, Reno, Nido, Reno. Spitting the quickest torpedo. I'm just as much as a king like the Nido. They need a queen when they be talking to me, though. Ain't no club favorite tell, homie. Ain't no club favorite the story. I do not give any fucks like a blow I'm not gonna Listen to nine tales about how you're important. Nah. Look up by me like a jiggly puff and I'm snoring. Jiggin' you're wiggly tough, I don't give any fucks. Homies, you back as I'm up. Like a go bat in the dust. Homie, you're radish enough. Bringing the gloom to all the opponents. They're just so vile. Boom. Y'all must be trippin' like Paris and Paris that without the shrooms, man. These, these people buggin' like they venin' that. Bend them off. Leave you in the dirt like some jiggly with them triplets. I've been underground like a dug trail. Word them out, that's unreal. Gotta catch them all, that's a done deal. You a Persian with the verses, and the worst thing is being heard of as a damn pussycat. I don't need this app to be on the map You can see there's no side ducking that I don't ever want to grow up With the bills like gold duck Jump around like a manky I'm the primate but a family Since my mouth is lit Feel so proud with lit Doggy all legit I'm a dog on fire like an Arcanine With a tail to polywag when I spit Poly world around the world When I rap you feel the poly rap So magical with the rapping Like an abracadabra Then add a kazam and it vanish Could you hang in the gym for the fitness? Chances I'ma chop ya I'ma choke ya Under my chin for this whole shit So ferocious You a bell sprout to an oak tree Get you weeping You're in my victory bell I am so tender cool with you just taking the L So tender cool you should probably save me a seat down in hell Cause I'm that Geo dude Gravel up rocking the stage in the booth Go ham like Golem All night to the morning They like oh my god he don't ever stop No ponytail Got a rabbit dash to the Pokestop More Pokeballs or what I forgot Cause I don't got a lot
Whiskey, whiskey, with slow poke in the game. Yeah, you slow, bro. Gotta catch up, bro. Magnum might be the one tonight. You don't know. Got a man that's on the tricks up my sleeve. Not as far fetched as you might see. Do duo, then do drill. But now I'm dolo. All just me. Seal the deal, like Dugong. Act like a muck, then I'm not too fond. You grind me the most, and it feels so wrong. And you best take shelter when I drop bombs. Hide inside cloister. Wanna go gassed with the poison. Better be scared of me like Haunter. When you gonna go ghost like a Gengar? People gonna wonder. How about we get rocking like Onyx? The crowd would get drowsy if not. Hypno the people with musical tracks, or they would be crabby like Kingler. I am the Mr. Thunderbolt, Voltorb. Got electros in this blessed flow. Execute the whole competition like an executor at death row. Nothing left but some cube bones. Marowak and S2 bones. Hit my lead to beat, then I hit my chain with these hands and it's out cold. Lick your tongue, you bitch. I'm so sick with this. Leave you coughing the wheeze into the doctor's office. Ride horn the trumpet, cause I'm gonna ride down the beat like I'm busting it. No chance he inhale. Thought you're gonna tangle up my hair. Don't make me hammer time like Kang is kind of you horsey around here. Seed your flow, go Dean Standard. If you end up seeking talent, star you. No star me, cause they misremind me when it comes to rapping. Slice it like the scyther, oh so precisely with the incisors. If you jinx me, then I might just elect to buzz your whole life up. Mag markers, I'm gonna light it up. Pinch it with the biting. You were told rose on the mic, cause it's all bull when you rhyming. You a magic card to performing arts, cause you're flopping around being mindless. Stay afloat, no Gyarados. Lapras all in that ace to roll. Find me anywhere in the ocean, I'm staying soaked. Everybody's so bandwagon, copy shit like the ditto. Go Eevee on them, all sorts of different. They pour on them, all when I'm swimming, I jolt the Flareon in this business. Oh my god, I got a Porygons, my Omanites, be an star. Kabudo with the roof low, gotta be with the sick chops. Kaboo dies with me in the booth now. Now this common, I'm a rare attraction, like an Aerodactyl in a random area. Been so very long, they start laxing on me. Got some birds together, and we legendary. Articuno, Zapdos, and the Moltres. So, so frozen, all the wire might be melting your face. So, teeny weeny when it comes to building fan base. And the dragon there go, all dragon night, then we party. Oh, you say you love it? Oh, you do? Oh, that's cool. Cause me too. I got psychic powers. Cause I just knew. But enough about me, man. Let's talk about e me. Oh, get in here. We gotta call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. Alright, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We gotta drive 75 yards. Alright? We could do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick. Did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify? So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set. Mother f Delay of game. Offense.